And welcome to another exciting episode of Big Heck and Weird Adventures. I am your host, Mr. Fast and Furious himself, a.k.a. the Messiah of Anime, Big Heck. And along with me, as always, he is the one, the only, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Wade Ilson. Good brother, Wade. What is going on? Good brother. It is so great to be back on the mic with you, bro. And it's lavish to be here. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. Rhea's doing playing, right. with, Rhea's playing with the squeaky toys, as usual. You know what it is. We, I know. The pup is a lovely thing. I got my WrestleMania tickets. I'm very hyped for ah, that. You're going to be in there. I'm going to be in there like swimwear. But uh, There we go. We For this episode, we had to bring in a very special guest. Yes, indeed. A very, very special guest. Heck, do we have one special guest or we have two? I just need to make sure if we're on the same page here. Okay, so unfortunately... At the moment, it is one, unless we can have our second special guest come on, even though the little one is still up. Okay. So I believe she's making her way downtown, walking fast. <laughs> Faces pass and she's homebound. But can we introduce yep. our first special guest? Absolutely. Okay, we have a very special guest. I would normally do a lavish, luxurious intro for them, but I just want to let you know, not only is he a hero, in the podcast world, he's a hero in the real streets out here. So I'm gonna let my brother introduce himself. Go ahead, man. What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Hero Harrison Talk here, man. And I appreciate y'all. First off, let me uh come on your show. Um, it's a humongous pleasure. Um, you know, being around big comic nerds just like me and just people who are blurs in the fandom. So um yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here and I can't wait to talk about uh Zack Snyder's vision with you guys. This is going to be a great podcast. Oh, yes. And surprise, surprise, guys. We're going to talk about... I have. I can't believe I'm saying this on air. I can't believe we're actually going to do it. I, got, I have the biggest smile on my face. I know this is an audio podcast, guys, but we are going to talk about <clears throat> Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes. Oh, a movie that man. was huh, very important to us. Shout out to Emmy Boo and... And Rhea in the background. You guys are here. Oh, you guys can hear her? <laughs> yeah, we can, we can hear her. They're excited, too. They love the movie. Oh, our second special guest is here. Our second special guest. She is the one, the only. She has been featured on Big Heck and Weight Adventures many multiple times. Ladies and gentlemen, my beautiful and lovely wife, Hill Carm. Hello. Hi, Carm. Hi. Hi, how are you guys? How are you? The first podcast you've been on. No, I'm sorry. It's just been a really long day today. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that goes. Yeah. But yeah. she has told us she has some choice words for a. Yeah, in regards to that film. So yes. we're just going to get it going, though. Brother Wade, I want you to kick this off. Okay. So we are going to be speaking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. So, um, there was rumored anticipation. There was many thoughts of everyone saying, oh, there, it's not real. It doesn't exist. And we had to deal with the with the uh, Joss Whedon version. So I'm going to hand it over to uh, Jay. I'm going to ask you the first question. Now, what were your, and be honest, you could be as brutally honest as you want, not extreme, because that's for another episode. What were your thoughts on the Whedon cut? Um, I absolutely loved everything about this movie from beginning to the end. I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. Uh, and I'm a huge Zack Snyder fan as it is. And I wish that people would realize his vision back then, what he was trying to do instead of, you know, appreciating it now because he was trying to form something beautiful. And I think that it was just something beautiful that we saw from beginning to the end and a whole different vision. So this movie just blew me away. What did you think of the weeding cut, the original cut that dropped in 2017? So honestly, I think that the 2017 cut um, left out too much. So I'm going to be completely honest. You, that, How dare they leave out that much of a movie that we should have got, uh, you know, got from another person's vision that was trying to make 
things better for the universe instead of just doing it for the entertainment aspect, you know, because movies are entertainment, yeah, but this was a movie that was so unique that needed to be focused on a universe that's going to make the universe of films and TV, movies, comics, whatever, better. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Big Heck. Oh, oh, you want Hillcarm to go first? Wow, you really throwing her out there. Well, Hillcarm, same question. What did you think about the Whedon cut? The Whedon cut. Okay. <clears throat> so, obviously, I think we all went to go see that in the theater. And, and watching it and, and seeing it, like, I guess, condensed down, there was a lot of questions while watching said movie. And... um you know, the horrible CGI is number one. And, um, you know, the, it left a lot of questions. It left a lot of like, mm, like you, you didn't understand where this was going. Um, I always felt like there was something missing in this movie, something that they weren't explaining right. It was just like, to me, it felt like he took what he did with Marvel and he tried to do it for DC. That was exactly how I felt watching the movie. It just reminded me of something that Marvel would do and he just tried to do it for DC, which pisses me off because it's like, you spent all this money to get this director and the movie was basically done. All he needed to come is just like, fine tweak it, maybe do like a couple scenes like in his own way, but it was so much that it just, it wasn't DC in my, and like watching it. And now like really like comparing the two movies, to me, the, the Whedon Cup was just like cookie cutter, superhero kind of movie. It didn't bring anything in. Um, it, it didn't help DC in any way, shape or form. I think it hurt it. A lot, this cut hurt the, the DC franchise so much. It was a huge mistake to bring him in. It was a mistake then, and now seeing the Snyder cut, it's still a mistake. He brought nothing to this franchise. I, I didn't like the leading cut, and in my opinion, it just left out. I hated Aquaman in that movie. He was just such a bro. It was just not his character. You know, it was just I had a lot of issues, a lot of issues with that movie, and um, you know, I I just feel like Warner Brothers made a huge mistake when it came to that. And in my point of view, now thinking about it, I think if Snyder needed a few months to a year to get over everything that was going on in his family, they should have given it, and they should have delayed Justice League so we can get the actual movie that was needed. That is my opinion. Hold to it. Just with Virgin sucks and will forever suck. It is a horrible movie and I'm completely disappointed and and like it took this long for us to get the Snyder cut and then Josh Whedon just like literally sat there and just pooped all over this franchise. That's my opinion. <laughs> I don't like it. I didn't curse. Wow. Good. Kept wow. Okay. Carm kept it clean. Here's the moment we've all been dreading, guys. Before I give my honest opinion about the movie, uh, you can go first if you want. Gonna be an, I'm gonna ask. Oh, oh, I can. Uh, I'll okay. wait. All right. So, out of respect, I'm gonna be short and sweet to everybody. So, seeing the weeding cut with, I saw it with you guys. Yeah. Um, we went to the theater that day, and I said, you know what? It is what it is. I'll take it for what it is. It's cool, but. No, you know, I went in and said, okay, certain scenes were cool. Like, I love the Batman in the beginning scene. I loved, mm, what else did I love? I love Wonder Woman scene. And I just took it for what it was. But then I kept hearing through the internet, oh, the Snyder, there's a Snyder cut. Like, that's not his movie. And I was like, you know what? Watching it, I'm like, mm, you're right. You're right. Besides the terrible CGI, a lot of the plot was changed or flipped around, everything was just going crazy in that for me. Seeing the Snyder Cut and comparing the two, you're just like night and day, legit, actually night and day because the way Snyder shot the movie, it's very dark. And uh, when we talk about certain scenes and things, how they played out, you're like, wow, that was completely the opposite of what Snyder was trying to do. And I'm gonna bite Carm here. 
they, he tried to do the Marvel formula in a, in a world, in a DC film universe that never goes that route or never attempts anything like that. But I'm going to hand it over to Big Hack. Big Hack, the floor is yours, brother. Thank you. Thank you. So I normally go on a rant and I go on a tangent and I go completely unhinged, but I made promises to people that I wouldn't do that this time. <clears throat> Initially, when we saw the weeding cut, again, we said we were going to take it for what it was. We took it at its weight. Were there some positive notes to it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you had the iconic Wonder Woman scene when she first comes in. You had, you know, you had a classic Batman. Well, we got Batfleck, which is, to me, first and foremost, aside from Keaton, he's the best Batman we've had ever. Ever. Point blank. I don't care what anyone says. You can sit there. You can fight me. You can debate me on it. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it. It falls on bed. Agreed. Batfleck hey, to me, since Keaton, and I, the reason why I hold Keaton in such high regards, because eighty nine Batman and Batman Returns are still, like in my heart of hearts, two of the best films. So, thank you, Tim Burton. <laughs> You're a godson. Um, Batfleck was amazing on it. I fully. I really did enjoy him, and I loved the, I loved the way that Batman and Jer um, Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons played off each other. Like his Alfred is yes. top yes. notch. Yes, I dare say he is better than Michael Caine, and I love Michael Caine. Oh but yeah, I, I have to agree with Big Heck on that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Irons is the shit. Jeremy Irons gives me. MI6 vibes of Alfred. Yes. Which I love. Mm -hmm. um, I did, I wasn't a fan favorite of Barry in the Weed and Cut. He was he was a little too quirky for me, which wasn't one of the things I liked about I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't I wasn't a fan. Um Aquaman was a bro. I'm, say it. Say it. He say what it is. He was a bro, bro. Yeah, in that he was movie a bro. The time. He, and don't get yeah. me wrong. Like for it to come out like a couple of times, yeah, that would have been all right. But he was more broish than I would have cared for. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we didn't get enough cyborg in the film. Yeah, yeah. I I, I'm, I had to I had to back you up on that. Uh, heck, just because number one, I think with Ben Affleck. First off, I just want to say he's the best Batman. Uh, if you you can disagree, that's fine. It's just that it, in this perspective, you have to look at who Batman is from like different portrayals, and you have to compare mm -hmm. him to each actor. But looking at the actors, even like from the, when it comes to the personality and physique, it, you know Ben Affleck. Unfortunately, for some people who don't like him, it lines up. He lines up perfectly in that realm of playing Absolutely. Batman. If you got to look at it this way, Ben Affleck. When he was when he was approached for the role in BBS, he took the role serious. He trained, he worked out. The man ate and ate and ate until he couldn't eat anymore. And what I like about him, he's a very methodic actor. He actually goes the same, he goes the same distance and he takes the same length of preparation and everything else, like a fellow um uh, one of his fellow actors, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy has been known time and time again, who is a very method actor that he puts his body through the ringer. He did it in Bane. He did it in Bronson. He's done it multiple times. He will fluctuate his weight to meet the standards of the role. But you know who's also like that too? Like, I mean, Cavell is also like- Henry Cavell has been like that. And, um, and I will give Christian Bale a nod. I will give him a nod. That man has gone from extreme weights to extreme fatness to extreme skinny anorexia. You're right. Like, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. But, but I will say this. If I had to compare Bale to Affleck, I guess what? Affleck wins hands, you know, hand over fist. Yeah. It's and just, the other thing I'm... Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's just it is what it is. Now, you if you wanted to compare Snyder versus Nolan as far as their Batman, Nolan took a very more detective role he took a more non-comic book role in his batman that's why we didn't get the voice changer box in the cowl we got the gargled raspy i have throat cancer sound sorry um and you know what 
we 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 can talk about Batman. We can talk right. about the different right. Batmans. But let's get into what the the meat of the story is. Let's right. talk about the Snyder Cut itself, which I'm gonna say up front, and this is bold. This is a big statement from me. I you guys know I love Wonder Woman. I love that movie to my core. Zack Snyder's Justice League is number one for me. Zack Snyder's Justice League has moved up so quickly in that amount of time. That is just amazing to me. But I, I'm going to ask you another question. I'm going to throw it back to the good brother here, Harris, and I'm going to throw it to him again. All right. My question is, how do you feel about Cyborg's change and the Flash's change from what we got in the original cuts, in the original cut and compared to the Snyder cut now? How do you feel about it? Because I am, I have so many mixed opinions about it. Go ahead, I'll let you talk. Okay, uh, Cyborg number one, as far as the changes, I think that I, I was honestly waiting to see his suit get buffed out just a little bit more. Because um, hmm. you think Zack Snyder would enhance that a little bit because he enhanced Steppenwolf. Um, right, right. So it, it surprised me that he didn't buff up Cyborg's suit, um, which I didn't. I guess it fits for this universe. Uh, you can get away with it, but I prefer to see him a little more buffed out. And um, as far as Flash, uh, I would have to agree with Heck. Uh, first off, his personality is a little too quirky for me because he's not that kind of guy. Um, and I will say this. I like Flash uh, better in the suit than I did outside the suit. Because, because mm. I think that we got more of what we're gonna see eventually, because we're not gonna get the <clears throat> the serious fat flash. He's not gonna be like that serious role. So I think, uh, long story short, I, I think there are a lot of differences. Uh, and I think that, I'm surprised also last thing is that he didn't change the lightning for flash from yellow to, you know, from blue. So that was a little surprising. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty much it though. I, you know, for me, um, Cyborg and MVP. Cyborg was the MVP of the movie for me. He was a major key in the movie. Yes. I am so upset with what Joss Whedon did to Ray Fisher outside, but we're going to talk about that another time. Let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about yeah, the movie. Yeah. Cyborg yeah. was the heart and one of the scenes that hit me the hardest when it came to him. Well, actually two, I'm not going to lie. When he did what he did and his father was explaining to him basically like, you can, you can control the world cyber world any way possible. You can take money from people. You can do this and do that. And what was the first thing he did with all his powers besides his first flight, which was another beautiful scene? He helped, he helped that, that mother. He helped that mother out. That hit me to my core. Like that's what a hero does. And he didn't expect anything from me. He didn't want anything from it. He did it because he felt right. And that played into what he did earlier when he hacked his friend's grades to help him help her because she was going through some outside stuff with her family. So it showed that Cyborg or Victor Stone was a hero even before his tragic accident that happened with his mom. And Barry I, Allen was another thing too. I, I, no, you're gonna say something here? Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, I, I, guess I didn't really answer your other question was uh, what moment hit. I think I was gonna agree with you is that moment mm -hmm. hit me like, that was like, really heroic you know he didn't use his powers well he i mean he kind of did but he used them not for bad he didn't do mm -hmm. like rob a bank he gave someone money who was in need of it mm -hmm. and it's um it, I, I feel like the origin was perfect and i think that uh, his origin i was i'm so upset that josh Whedon did not put that in there because thank he, you cyborg is a huge huge humongous key to when it comes to teen titans and even justice league so um, he saves the world a lot. People don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does. He's he's one of the unsung heroes when it comes to the DC universe. Um, now, I may be against it. I actually liked Barry Allen in this movie over what he did in the in in the Weed and Cut. I owe Ezra I Miller the hugest apology ever right now. I am he wasn't so bad. sorry. He wasn't bad. His, man, listen, that scene with Iris, and I know Hill Karma's like chomping at the bit to go at it. I'm going to let her have it. All I'm going to say is, Ezra Miller, I can't wait for your movie. It's going to be fun. I loved your scenes, especially that end scene, which we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, part six, we're going to get into it. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm going to let Hill Karma have the floor. 
Hilkarm, what were your thoughts on the two unsung heroes in our eyes, Cyborg and Flash in the Snyder Cut? Go ahead. So, Cyborg, uh, let's start off. For me, um, I always like Cyborg. Um, you know, like you said, unsung hero. Um, definitely he is, I know this is just a mom of me, but Teen Titans Go, if anyone watches that, he is like one of my favorite characters also on Teen Titans Go. Um, what, what I noticed was like in, in the Whedon cut, Cyborg and scenes were cut. We didn't really get to know this character and know his backstory. It was as if you assume like you know who he is. And you know, um, when it comes to when it comes to that, um, I I felt like like Snyder definitely, you know, sat there and was like, no, let's give props where props is due. Cyborg, he is, you know, we're, we're gonna bring Jessica and we're gonna bring the motherboard. We need Cyborg needs to be front and center. He he needed to be told his story, who he was, where he came from, you know, this um this not all of a sudden, you know, this this inner fight that he had with himself, you know, the, the thing that he become, you know, without his permission, you know, his dad did this because he didn't want to lose his son. So he had to battle that, you know, and, and be like, you know, and, and also with Diana coming up to him and talking to him and first, at first, like you, you, when you see the first cut, you're like, oh, you know, and when, when you see the second cut, you kind of understand where he was coming from because he didn't really know what his purpose was. And it, and it was just like little things here and there, his father tape recording, which I was really mad that they cut it in the, in like the first movie, that Again. pissed me off. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. in this one, you needed it because this is what helped him put in perspective of what he was meant to do, why he was here. And, and like I said, my part was definitely that when I saw him sit there and, and help this mom out with her with her son, knowing that you saw her in her like uniform, in her diner uniform. So you knew she was working to the end of, you know, probably the day and have the tiny bit of money left to, to try to feed her kid. And here he comes and just like, here you go, here's your reward. And, and just like, he also, it also helped him. I think it also turned on that light bulb in his head. Like, wait, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be a hero. I'm meant to help people. Like this is, yes, you know, I, I may no longer be human, but I, you know, I still have my humanity. This is what I am meant to do. Mm -hmm. Um, That, and I like the fact that we saw a lot of cyborg in, in mm -hmm. this cut. This, this was, that, that was, I was really happy. Um, with his Carm, you hit me in my heartstrings. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you hit me in my heartstrings a little bit. You yeah. getting me? I'm like, hoo, hoo, hoo. go ahead. Yeah. I think it, it's you know when it comes to him, he he lost and he lost a lot. And and he, out of all the characters in that movie, he's the one that lost the most. Yep, I agree. And so it was just to see him and see like the the turn that he made. It was just it just like it. It hits you, and and, and I, I was just like, we needed this cut, and, and especially with times like it is right now, we needed something like this because it does help if you are grieving with loss and things like that. This his story, it it like it helps you in a way, and and I yeah. think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It's just like it was like wow, you know, you see you see yourself a little bit in his character because of what he went through. So for yeah. me, I, I enjoyed Cyborg uh, so much more in this cut than I did in Weeding's cut because I felt like he just put him there and it was like, oh, you know, he has to go and, you know, be part of Justice. He's forced, you know, whatever. Like, you're supposed to know everything about yeah. him already. Mm -hmm. And yeah. for me, Flash, I know like some people didn't enjoy Flash. I loved him in this one. I loved him in this cut. He was actually one of, like, you know, we needed it. It, it. it is, yes, DC is dark and stuff, but but like his character and how he is, like he was always trying to see the bright side of things. And I think we needed a character like that to see the brighter side of things. And hit, and um, I, I'm really, I know I'm going to enjoy Ezra Miller's um, Flash movie. I'm, I'm going to. It, it, it saw like the character that he was in this movie 
I, and you know what? Even that one scene where he tripped wasn't as bad as it was in the weeding cut. It made him seem like he was a big, clumsy, didn't know what he was doing. To, and, it, and it wasn't like that. When you saw what happened, why he tripped and things like that, it wasn't like it was done because he didn't know what he was doing. It was just because some things, you know, it, it was just like that one scene when, when Superman was seeing him, that's why he tripped. The other time it was because he had so much momentum that it you know it's only up to so much his body can go through so i feel like you know he was quirky he did have his quirks but we needed that and i i think in whedon's cut they kind of made him seem like a bit of a buffoon they like overplayed dumb. the quirky mm-hmm. they, like a over, bit of a buffoon they, yeah, they made him a goofball they made him a goofball like he didn't know what he was doing he just got thrown in the pot like he hasn't been trying to harness it and doing what he needed to do in the snack and in, in Snyder's cut, you saw that he knew what he was doing and he knew how, what, how to use his power and how much of his power could be used. And he knew if he broke this like speed of light, what could happen, like things like that. So I knew that he was like, he, he knows his power. He knows what he can do. And I, I agree with that. Yeah, that I just um, don't like him in the Whedon cut. I love him in here. I can't wait for his movie. That is definitely the next movie I'm looking forward to in this DC, um, you know, franchise. So that's just I, my opinion. I think that I mean I agree to back up to you a little bit. I just think that um, what they did, plain and simple, what I was gonna say, is that they just they left out a longer origin for these heroes. Mm-hmm. And- Agreed. And it wasn't fair because we didn't get to, to explore them or even understand them. So when People complain, uh, you know, when they go to the movies, like, oh, I didn't get to know that person enough. Well, then why did you ask for the weed and cut? Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I think that a lot of origin stories were just um, not told and we got more of this origin. So mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, agree. I think I couldn't that, agree more. Yeah, I don't I don't think that we necessarily asked for the weed and cut. Did <laughs> you know, everything was happening with snacks. Not with Zack Snyder's cut. You know, I, I think what ended up happening, and I always say it, it caught up to greed at the end of the day. The WB wanted something to be cut, um, immediately be done and stripped and, and me- let's make money. When instead yeah. of being like, which, you know, instead of I, and I'm blaming DC for this 100%, instead of being like, you know what? No, let's take our time. Let's mm-hmm. give him some time. We'll push back the movie a little bit. It might cost us. But at the end, we will probably be making that back. And they the funny thing is, it didn't. Plan. They needed a better yeah. plan. DC, uh, not before I let Heck go in, because I know he's got a lot to say about Cyborg and Flash. Um, my thoughts are, and I'm going to actually put these out there. This is something I just learned. Snyder didn't get paid off of this cut at all. He wanted his oh. vision done, so he just put it out there. And he's like, listen, exactly. the movie was the 99% done. Exactly. The clamoring from the fans and the the love and all that that he put into it. And all he all he wanted to do was make sure his vision was presented. And I love that's that all. about, that's all, that's it. That's all he wanted. And I feel I am eternally grateful that he got to put his movie out. Like he got to see his vision. Not many directors get to do that. And it's no. something that we have to cherish. I mean, I'm, I talk about this movie like literally every day, like everybody who hasn't seen it yet, I go to them like, yo, have you seen the Snyder Cut? I'm not watching a four hour movie. Doesn't even feel like it. Why not? Everyone says they watch the Irishman. Mm-hmm. Irishman was a four hour film. Mm-hmm. Well, like, no, well, you're not going to compare yeah. the Irishman to Justice League. No, 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 no. I'm, the the, I'm comparing the length of the film. Yeah. People who have sat yeah. there and have, have, you know, given it praise and given it high remarks, you know, they sat there and they're like, oh, this is like one of the greatest films ever. Why? Because it's got Pacino and it's got De Niro. Okay, exactly. great. It's a mm-hmm. four-hour film. If you can sit through The Irishman, you can sit through this. And not for nothing, this is one of the films where four hours doesn't feel like four hours. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It didn't. It didn't feel like that at all. And you know what? If you had an issue with it, it was broken down in six chapters that you could easily digest. But heck, I'm going to ask exactly. you, what did you think about Cyborg and Flash? I, I loved Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I thought he was great. Snyder gave us the origin story that we needed for Cyborg because he wasn't given the chance to do it prior. Mm-hmm. Everyone, my whole take on this is everyone's like, 
oh, you should have did an origin piece on everybody beforehand. That wasn't his call. So what does Zach do? He improvised. He incorporated two origin stories right within Justice League. So we didn't feel lost. Or for the ones who are not well-versed in the comic lore, mm -hmm. they weren't well-versed in it, they got what they needed. Cyborg in this film, to me, is... He's a lost soul. And mm -hmm. you get to see him on his journey, and you get to finally see that at the end, he he finds himself. It's it, it's a coming-of-age story for him. He finds himself. He gets he forgets himself. He forgets his father. And now it's like, you know, like it's a self-awakening. And I love every single part of it. I agree with Jay. I kind of wish they would have they would have enhanced the armor a little bit, especially towards the end, because he's starting to know who he is more. So they would have buffed out the pieces a little bit. Because we did get that in Whedon. Like at the at the end of the Whedon cut, you see that he he does morph and like his armor does acclimate to what he envisions himself as. I would have thought we would have got that with this, but it probably would have happened in the cyborg movie that was supposed to come out, but is no longer coming out. Ezra Miller in this, hands down, infinitely better Flash. Mm -hmm. Infinitely. And again, it goes back to what we were saying. He was less quirky. He was less... You know what I compare it to? It's almost like... um. It, he's almost like a Peter Parker in, in the Whedon, in the Whedon version. He's a Sam Raimi Peter Parker. He's super goofy. He's over the top. It's just... It's extra when it doesn't need to be. Snyder's cut was spot on. So it was more jokey, more playful. And that's who Barry Allen is. When you when you look at who the character is, he's jokey, he's playful, especially when he's in the flash suit. He's a sarcastic, he's a sarcastic character from beginning to end. Like he will sit there and throw jabs and joke with you the whole time. Mm -hmm. You see it in like Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. No, that was Wally. That's Wally. I'm correct me. Oh, if that's I'm wrong. Wally. That's Wally. That's Wally in Unlimited. Okay. I mean, you know what? And I'm. I don't mean to cut Hero off. I'm sorry, brother. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I feel that the Flash we got was a mix of Barry and Wally in one in one. And shot. it played well. Correct me if I'm wrong. It played well for Snyder. Mm -hmm. Um, I I only had like one. I only had like one issue with with the whole thing, especially with um with Flash and with Cyborg, is I I I find it really funny how Ezra Miller has to run in this film. Like he's it looks like he's constantly like throwing something when he runs, and it kind of gives me like Wanda like <laughs> spirit figure vibes. It's weird. He explained that. He right. explained and that again with the explanation. Mm -hmm. But again, like when you first see it, it looks kind of weird. But it's fine. Cyborg being the unsung, like he's supposed to be the focal point because of everything. And I'm glad that he finally does. They give him that shine. So I'm in comparison to like the Whedon versus Snyder, like it's again, it's going to be unanimously better than it was for we than Whedon's. Mm -hmm. Day and night comparisons. Um... Absolutely. Let's see. What's the next question I have? Because, man, I mean, we could talk about this movie. We could literally turn a, a four-hour movie into... Okay, what's your question? question? I want to hear this one. So, like we've been doing, I'm going to kick it over to Brother Harrelson here. Um, it has to be said, it has to be mentioned, how hard did you pop when we finally saw the black suit? Oh, my! I jumped out of my damn seat, man. I... Man, when I got, because here's the thing, when he was going through um, ship and he was looking at all the suits, I was like, wow, like, and I, I even saw his original suit and I was like, oh, you're not going to put that on. But I mean, we are seeing clips and stuff of that and all that, but still, but just seeing it in the movie, it was just, it, it still was like, it still surprised me because that that's one of my favorite suits of all time. You know, that's obviously the death of Superman and then Superman comes back to life and then he gets the black suit, but um, it's just an iconic uh, a suit, and I, I, I love it. 
I jumped out of my seat. I'm a Superman fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, kick it over to Heel Karm. Your man, Henry Cavell, comes back. No CGI lip. Black suit. <laughs> he about to go in. I'm going to just sit back. No, go. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think what, what got to me was, was seeing him go back to, like, the, the ship. Definitely, that's it's always been, like, even with Christopher Reeve, it was the ship, to me, is also part of him. You know, it, it taught him where he came from and who he was. And to see him go back to the ship, to see him see all of these different suits, and to kind of put on the black one, which is a little, like, like I think we were, we were both discussing how it, it just mm -hmm. reminds of, like, his dad. Like, you know, he, like, channeled it, and it was just like, that's the suit I'm going to wear. And seeing him in the black suit was just like, this was how it was supposed to be. And I, exactly. I, I got really excited. I got a little tearful. I'm like, this was how it was supposed to be. The black suit, this this was, like, Beautiful. Damn it, I don't understand how you came back at it right. I know, so, I know. After you. So for the record, as she was watching this, I was in the middle of my class and I heard her go, <gasps> and I was like, oh, I got to mute my mic. I'm in the middle of class right now. I'm like, click. I was like, oh, I am so sorry. I, I just, I, I was very excited. I was very happy to see him back and like I said, without the, with the CGI. Look, I hate that scene in the movie. Okay, don't even. But it, you know, and and seeing how this time it um even when he did come back to life, it took him a little longer. Cause he even like with Lois, it wasn't that he recognized right away with Lois. He it took him a little longer to even realize who she was. He was drawn to her, but it wasn't because it was Lois. He was just drawn to her because he knows that this is someone that he cares about deeply because he didn't know who the hell she was. And I think I liked that scene. It was better. It was like, you know, he just, he came back and he had no idea who he was. It took him some time. He knew like, okay, these are my powers, but who the hell am I? It wasn't Clark. It wasn't Kal-El. It was just that like he came back and he's like, what the hell's going on? I enjoyed his scene. I enjoyed Superman's scene very much. I was very happy with how it was done. The black suit was just that that, that icing on the cake for me. It, I, like I said, I could talk about this movie forever. I was so happy with how it was done, how it was cut, how it, it was just like, this was the movie we were supposed to get. And I, well, now let's kick it over to, to Mr. Wade here. How did you feel seeing him in the black suit? I felt great with it. I loved it. Superman, uh, who won me over as a as a hero in the in the DC universe. Because honestly, I will tell you this: I am not the biggest Superman fan. Batman beat him fair and square in the DCEU movie. He did not cheat. Sorry. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We're not, no, we're that's not okay. Go. No, I respect that. I respect that. Episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to just say, that. for the sake of time, we're not having this debate. I know. Right we're now. not going to have this debate. But talking about Superman, um, I love the black suit. It was great. Fun fact, did you know that Zack Snyder actually went to Warner Bros. and was like, hey, listen, can we give him the mullet? And they were like, nah. <laughs> you Black suit. Yeah, we'll give you black suit. That. We'll give you black, black suit and that's it. That's I it. I heard about that. I don't want the mullet though. I didn't. Yeah, I'm fine without the mullet. He looks great in the black suit to me. Mm -hmm. And seeing I him in the, the black mullet. suit, seeing him in the I black bet you suit. The mullet. I bet you did, but seeing him in the black suit and plus on top of that, <laughs> the way he molly whopped Steppenwolf, who again oh, is a yo, he beat the bricks off of Steppenwolf. He was yeah. beating him just over and over. Oh, yes, over. like it was just like yes. Mm -hmm. it was like, this is what we got uh, yeah he did that's the thing about um superman in this film he didn't hold back and i think that josh whedon uh yeah i think josh whedon toned down a lot of these characters because um big heck and wait i got i have to say this too um still I, like i said i'm not trashing the whedon version but and patty jenkins and wonder woman and stuff but how come wonder woman looked better in the first five minutes than wonder woman in both of her films yo like, <laughs> Look, I'm just, being, I'm just being honest. Being I'm real. just being, I'm just being, because if you think about it, when we see her just going through and just like dodging bullets and nothing is phasing her, that's my Wonder Woman, okay? 
Wonder Woman is supposed to be ruthless and doesn't mm-hmm. care, and she's and she's gonna take a lot of hits, which she did. Mm-hmm. But guess what? She's Wonder Woman. She gets right back up and she uppercuts you into space. So. <laughs> yep. She even uh, correct me if I'm wrong between the party here, but didn't she get hit with one of the bullets at some point? She I could have sworn she went yeah. oh at some point. Yeah. I think it was the one that hit her in the back, and then she yep. just looked at him like. Yep. Tell like, me, nah, man. One, that that's the thing. This is this is what I was gonna just, just say. It's just that I think that Wonder Woman is way different from Zack Snyder's version than from Patty Jenkins' version. Absolutely, it's a night and day. Oh yeah, it's a yeah. night and day. But you know what the thing is? I'm glad he still incorporated what Patty Jenkins was trying to put out. Like, right? Yeah, we saw the Warrior. That's who he deals with. I feel Zack Snyder loves the Warrior version of Wonder Woman, and Patty Jenkins is the sympathetic. She will show love to humankind because she's learning how to love and show emotion to everybody. And we the saw that exactly, which yeah. is great. Like the human version. Yeah, the human version yeah. of Wonder Woman, which is what we got, and that's another thing that pisses me off about the Whedon version. That whole beautiful scene after she saved everybody, and she was talking to that little girl, and she's like, "You can be anything you want to be. I, I'm like, okay. I'm just making sure you're okay." That's exactly. the Wonder Woman we're supposed to have in comic book. Yeah, form. Yeah, I was like choking up watching that scene. I, I love yeah. it. That's my Wonder Woman, man. I'm yes. telling you, Zack Snyder does a great job directing. Uh, he does a great job of character development. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. One thing I have to real quick. How about the Aquaman scene at the end? Like. Oh if, man. If we didn't cut. We did not get any of that. And this one, I felt like we got more Aquaman fighting. Like, it was just all of them fighting together. Like, Batman was out there holding up the fort. And then, like, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Superman were in there just fighting while, like, Cyborg is trying to, like, separate these motherboards. I really enjoyed Aquaman fighting with, huh? I agree. I'm going to have to agree with you on that because I think, you know, we've seen other adaptations of the origin stories told from different people's visions, right, with Aquaman and Superman, all that. But I think that Aquaman in this film was, you know, I think people were first were like, eh. But then as we got the scene in action, we were like, oh, okay. So I think that I enjoyed him the- in, I enjoyed him in Wonder Woman scene where they were like, like beating up on Steppenwolf and everything. I like- Oh, the and, tag team? Yes. The tag yeah. team, it, it worked. And it, it felt it, like a superhero team. It felt it, like a exactly. superhero team. Yeah. Well, it was, they are superheroes, but I felt like it worked and it goes back also to like, the beginning of the origins when the Amazons and the Athenians fought together, when you know, like it went back to that and we saw it again in there. I, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think that was just like the one thing that we didn't get from Aquaman was that part. It was just like he was out there fighting everybody, but once it came to like inside with Steppenwolf, like we didn't get that anymore. It was like Superman and Wonder Woman. That's it. Like Aquaman was just yeah. Playing a major yeah. background role. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. And Aquaman got a little bit more shine in the Snyder Cut also. One thing that we did get to see really quick, we got to see Volko. Yeah. It, it wasn't Mira telling him, like, yo, you need to step up. It was the man who helped raise him. It was the man who trained him. And the one thing I absolutely loved in this part was that you see Volko with not only the spear, his mother's spear, Volko was holding his armor. That's yeah. how he got it. That's how he got it. <laughs> Not for nothing. We kind of saw the whole scene in Weedon's Cup where he's, you know, just pants and no shirt. And then the next minute he's showing up to Batman and he's in a full suit. Like, where the hell did you get your armor from? Like, bro, you didn't have armor like the whole entire time. Yeah, one scene I'm yeah. glad that they cut. The stupid lasso scene. Yeah, the lasso scene with him and, and what, with Wonder Woman and Aquaman, I'm glad that was gone. Yeah, because I, that was just for, uh, the, like I said, entertainment. It was a lot factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we don't need stuff like that because that's what I'm saying. Zack Snyder works on art versus entertainment. That's why he did it for right. free. So, um, that was the one thing I loved. You know, you see Volko drop the spirit, drop, he tells him, he's like, you can't sit the sidelines anymore. Yeah. He goes, you're going to have to fight. And you're gonna have to fight for both worlds. You're gonna have to fight for the top as well as the below. Yeah. Because it's your time to start doing what you need to do. And mm-hmm. drop the army and told him pick up your mother's spear and start to fight. Yep. Rhea agrees with you, hack. Like a thousand it, percent. Rhea agrees with you. Like it was basically like he needs you know, to kick Aquaman in the ass. Get so your ass off the couch and start <laughs> yeah. moving. Yeah. He's like, stop drink, stop drinking mm-hmm. the beers yeah. and the chips and playing Fortnite. Get Word. up and do something. Like, you know, like, let's go, Lebowski. Start moving. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, 
stopped making him look like a bro bro and made him look like the hero, the king of the king it's of Atlantis. And I, and now you have to separate it now and say, listen, this is what we would have gotten if these other movies hadn't taken place. Because I would kind of place this right before Wonder Woman. I'd probably do this after BVS, like right after. If you were going to do the timelines properly, I would do this right yeah, after this BVS. Is right after. This would follow. Yeah, and remember, like in the Aquaman movie, it, 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 it takes place it takes after, after Justice League. Yeah. 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 Which, is, which is interesting, but whatever. Well, the reason why it whatever. takes place it is, what it is, is because at that point, he doesn't have he doesn't have that trident yet. He doesn't have the one that allows him to command the entire ocean. Exactly. He's not worthy, like Thor. Right. So that was the whole thing. So that's why Aquaman takes place after JL. And then you know, pretty much Justice League takes place immediately after BVS. Yep. Which, yep. again, from beginning to end, the movie was just phenomenal. It, it told the story. It gave what it was supposed to. Um, I know we're running low on time, but really quick. What is, I got to ask everyone, and this is probably like the final thing that we're going to be able to ask. Dark Side. How... How excited were you and how hard did you pop that we finally got to see him? Man, I, I was so hyped because this is exactly what we've been waiting for. This is just like the Justice League cartoon where Darkseid was going to come to Earth and take over in it. But he failed. And that's exactly like how it was in the comics, too. And but seeing him on the screen visually was just beautiful because he, he looked threatening. He looked like... a not like a, people would compare him to Thanos or something like that, but no, he looked like his own character. And that's why I really like about um, Zack Snyder. He made him look different and he made him like look so comic book like and threatening. He had the voice, he had the presence. And I just seeing him on the screen was just absolutely amazing coming to live. And also, I know this is going to throw us in here. Last thing too is shout out to Marsh Manhunt. <laughs> yes. yes. We'll close out with that at the end. Okay. Um, I think the, the simple fact that we got to see not only Dark Side, but we got to see Mother also. Like she yeah. was seen right next. That's her name. Oh, Granny Hart. Granny, Granny um, what's her name? Granny. Here, help us oh, out here. Um, I mean, you are one of our comic book experts. Granny Goodness. Granny, oh, Granny Goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, there you go. So okay. we, Granny right. Goodness sitting right there. Like she's standing side by side with Dark Side. That, that was, was just, crazy. That was perfect. That was beautiful. It was perfect. Perfect representation. Yes. That I, I love I love that last scene. What seeing Dark Side? It, it was just like in the Weed and Coat, we didn't you I think we heard of him. We saying nothing. And in, in this code, we were able to see more of Dark uh Dark Side. And I feel like we finally knew. Who like the final villain was like you know how in the Marvel films we had like Thanos and in DC we had Dark Side so we finally saw like who this big villain was who sent Stephen Wolf to Earth what they were looking for on Earth not just these like these boxes it was something else entirely and it was just like it was enticing like it was just like it was just like oh you know what this is him. And he will play a bigger role if we get another movie. Like, you know, we just saw bits of him. And it was just enough. It was just enough, exactly. It was just enough to know this is the real bad guy. It wasn't Steppenwolf, the real bad guy. He was just his little, you know, his little goon, goon that sent on stuff like that. So I enjoyed seeing it. Um, I, I cannot wait. I'm hoping there is another Justice League movie. I don't know if anyone else is on board. There better me. be. There should well, be. I mean, Twitter is, Snyder's Twitter playing it is, cool right now. Yeah, Snyder's playing it cool, but Twitter is in the uproar. They are hashtagging the hell out of it. Restore yeah. the Snyderverse. Yes, I've yeah. seen that. You have to at this point because... Oh, go, go ahead. You I'm have sorry. to. Yeah. Yes. No, go ahead. I, and, and, you know, the... <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, 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 Brother Wade. What is your take on, uh, on Dark Side showing up finally, the big baddie? Oh, uh, threatening, a menace, didn't do much, but 
made his point and got it across very, very well. I loved how he was like talking about Steppenwolf a little bit. He redeemed himself in this movie. We got the true version we were supposed to get of what he was. I loved how Darkseid was like, yo, I've crushed the, I've crushed worlds before. There's nothing else I have to do. It'll be it'll be light work. And it felt so menacing every time he popped on screen. It meant something. It meant like, yo, business picked up. It's gonna be a problem. Loved how he was, loved how he portrayed. I even loved <laughs> after, and I hate to bring this up because it's what happened. Stepping off getting tossed in the air, getting decapitated. Oh, he just stepped on the head he like was, he stepped on the head like okay. Like he, on, he was like he was like, nothing. Yeah, like, yep. I felt like he, he stepped like, on okay. him like as if he stepped like on a piece of poop, but he didn't care. Like trash, yeah, like, like he was trash. He was like, like you like you could trash anyway, man. <laughs> but that's but that's yeah, just stepped but on that's the head. What he, uh, you know, he said at the end, he was like, I told you stepping wolf would fail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one one thing I gotta I have to admit that I like. Difference, difference wise between Whedon and and Snyder's cut, it wasn't Steppenwolf who fought the Amazons, the Atlanteans, the New Gods. It wasn't him. You remember that in the Whedon cut? It yeah, was Steppenwolf who fought them and then got pulled away because he failed. Yeah, the battle, the ending battle scene. Right, the the battle scene. You know that basically kicks it all off. What I love is that it wasn't Steppenwolf and Snyder's cut. It was Darkseid. Darkseid went to Earth looking for the anti-life equation to get them up. He already had the mother boxes. The mother boxes weren't even an issue. Yeah. He was looking for the yep. anti-life equation. No mm -hmm. one ever. Yo, we didn't even bring that up. Not once. Young Darkseid. Young Darkseid, too. And it was a young Darkseid. It was that... I, I crush worlds. I pick things up and look and put things down. Dark yeah. side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will body every planet looking for this anti-life equation. And that's what we got story-wise. And it makes so much more sense. It does. It makes so much it more does. sense. But we can we can talk about this movie for hours. We can yes. talk about some of the cool Easter eggs, like finding out Lois was pregnant. Um, Oof. that was that was interesting to find out, and then you know that was a cool Easter egg. There's so or many Marshall Easter eggs to showing up. Oh, oh, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna close with this. This is what I wanted to discuss: the prologue, yes. the prologue of the movie with the two cutscenes, which were Ooh. altered. Because I'm gonna tell you guys something. All right, so this was something I got off air. My good brother, my 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 brother, legit, my best friend, one of my best friends in the world. Um had hit me up from Canada and said, yo, did you know that basically what happened is the Martian Manhunter meeting Bruce Wayne scene isn't the original scene that Snyder had cut? And I said, what are you talking about? He's like, that was one of the reshoot scenes that they had to do over because in his original, original cut, Bruce meets the Green Lanterns. And they're basically delivering to him that news that something big was coming, something, mm -hmm. an element was coming up. And yep. the other reshot scene, which Zack Snyder said he would even shoot in his backyard, was the Batman-Joker interaction because he said on record, if that did not happen and that movie would just put out the way it was, it would be his biggest regret. He got Jared Leto, he got everybody involved. And funny enough, I'm gonna say this again, Jared Leto and Ben Affleck weren't even in the same room when they filmed their filmed their scenes. They were in a sound stage, but not together. So that's why it looks yeah. different cuts, and that's they made amazing. it work. And and Snyder made it work. So my question is to everybody, and this is where we'll close it because I've ran it on about how much I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is in my top five DCU movies. I'm gonna hand it off to Hill Karm. What did you think of the epilogues? All of them together, one shot. Here, floor is yours. Okay, um, epilogues. Where do we start with? Oh, okay. Um, I guess we can start with uh, Lex Luthor um, breaking out of the prison, and mm -hmm. um, that end scene completely different. Mm -hmm. And and him basically kind of like that's so like, hey, oh, you want to know who Batman really is? And he just like basically told him who he was, and we're like. Well, that's, uh, that's not how it ended in the other one. I'm like, okay. Which was the setup Affleck's movie. Exactly. Which uh, we're getting, I think. Um, and then um, 
I think the one that gave me like goosebumps was the um the nightmare or the premonition that 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 Bruce was having. That one um to see how you know we we got that in the Whedon one. We did get something similar, not that one, but we got something kind of mm-hmm. like that in here. And this one it gave me goosebumps because it was like you see them and you see that there is nothing left. It's like a vast desert. Um, you know, the the permission he had earlier came true, basically. You know, we don't have Wonder Woman. We don't have Aquaman. We just got left with just Cyborg, Batman, who I feel is like, I love him, but I guess like Batman's always like the last, last lone survivor sometimes. You got him and, um, you know, and Flash, and we also had Amira, and it was like you saw what happened. And the one thing, um, you know, him, Batman and Joker scene, what they said to each other, I was just like, oh, what? What is happening? I can't believe it. And everything they said back to each other, even bringing up Boy Wonder, that one was like, <gasps> I was, whoo, man. Seeing that their interaction, I I said I got goosebumps at the end watching that, and I told I I told right I told you, babe, you have to hurry up and finish it. This epilogue, huh? I mean, you have to. There, it was so good, and then at the end when he woke up and he realized, oh shit, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like, oh, oh man, was this real? Was this a nightmare? Is this really gonna happen? Like. He, and he just got up and he heard it and then like Marsha Manhunter being there I was like yay <laughs> but he did tell him something big is happening and they kind of give you throughout the movie that this is this is the something big it's that that premonition that Batman had that's how Snyder ended it and we're all like wait where's the next movie I need to see what happens is this really happen is Lois really the key like and to see Batman I mean, to see Batman, like how, you know, at this point he looked older in his premonition and to see Superman come and you see like those glowing red evil eyes, it was just like, yeah, I really can't wait for the next one. So yes, I enjoyed everything. That epilogue was one of my favorite parts from the movie. Everything leading to that was just like, oh, that's how you end it. I agree. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let us know oh, what yeah. you think. We want to know. We, we you yeah, are hero. Give us, give our, us your opinion. You're one of our comic book experts here. You're one of the people we've come to for these things. Go ahead. I want you to go off. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go off. Go off real quick. Um, I, I mean, you know, to end it, really, uh, just my final thoughts on everything. I just think that this movie was amazing. I give it 11 out of 10. Uh, because Ooh. how can you not enjoy something that was still fresh? Um, some of the scenes were not the same, but they were the same, but they were a little bit different because of the colors, mm-hmm. the scenes that we were talking about, and just the way it was um, delivered, I think. The deliverance was a small bit different, and they cut out some unnecessary scenes, which I really liked and appreciated, like you guys are mentioning. Um, <clears throat> I can talk about the characters all day. I just like how, the most important thing I'm going to say is just the origin, because origin stories are important. I think people don't realize that, because uh, when you go into theaters, you want to know what's going on to an extent, right? I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a joy of going in and not knowing what's going on. But when it comes to superhero movies, um, it, it gets confusing. So you got to make sure that the audience knows who these characters are. So I can talk about all these characters all day, but I'm glad. I think that, you know, um, ex-wife, I think you did a great job um, of explaining uh, each character, really. So I think you broke it down for us how well that um, Zack Snyder developed these characters and that how it's different from the Whedon version, because we know how we feel about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, long story short, I just I, I just think that this movie was really, I think Zack Snyder has always been underrated. I've been praising him from the very beginning. This is the man who's made 300. This is the man who's made Dawn of the Dead and Sucker Punch. All the visuals are beautiful. And this movie is just, I think it's his biggest movie ever. And I'm just so glad that we finally got to see his vision. And I think the comics are definitely a huge role huge role in this like there's so many things they took from the comics from the suits from the stories from uh the characters and even like like you guys mentioned with uh granny goodness just being thrown in the side yeah in that portal i was just like what 
there's just so much to unravel about this. Just, it was like, this is literally, I was, I was saying defining superhero, like, cause this is a superhero film. Some other movies are um, maybe entitled like, or they have the title superhero, but they don't feel like it. This movie felt like a superhero film from the in and out. Couldn't agree more. See many, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take off what you said a little bit. Every other movie we got in was a comic book film. This is yes. a superhero movie. Heck, you wanna you wanna close us out a little bit before we get it, you know, before we get into so handling the socials and all that? Sure. So hands down, I agree with everyone. I think the nightmare scene was fantastic. I liked the fact that we got to see the heroes beaten and battered and broken. Because let's face it, at the end, they're broken. Their 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 wills have been broken, their spirit, their bodies have been mangled beyond belief. Mira's just at this point, she just gives like zero Fs and she's just all about throwing hands. She don't care. Joker was just reckless at the mouth. <laughs> and not for nothing. This is the Joker I wanted. This is the Joker we needed. Especially for Suicide Squad. Not gangster. You want a beef? Not 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 that. Like we, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I like the fact that Batman just turned around and looked at him and he was like, look, like not for nothing. You want to go tit for tat? I could do that with you. Because you want to talk about Boy Wonder, guess what? Harles wasn't Harles was begging me to take your ass out. Yep. As she was dying in my arms, and he was like, oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. I liked I liked the fact that they played off of each other so well, even in the fact that they weren't in the same room when they shot it. Marsha Manhunter showing up, fantastic. It's about damn time that we got to see him. It should have happened, I want to say, probably, we, well, they hinted at it in BBS. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. They mentioned so it a lot. I love that we finally got to see him in this film, not once, but twice. So that was great. Again, for me personally, this doesn't feel like a four-hour film. This is exactly what we needed. Zack Snyder delivered a vision. He has the idea. He has... He had a plan specifically in place for everything to go through. If they do restore the Snyderverse, you need to do what I have clamored on and I have said before. You need to give him a Feige type role, let him quarterback this thing from beginning to end and let him see it all the way through. The man has a vision in place, let him show you his vision. Clearly it is the right path for what they need to do for DC. Let him be Santa Claus, take the reins, and drop us off presents every year. <laughs> that would exactly. be, that'd be great. That'd be great. And you know what? The funny thing is, another uh, news story that's been circulating a little bit before we wrap up is Zack Snyder may be in collabs to work with Patty Jenkins on Wonder Woman 3. <gasps> so we're going to get the sympathetic and the warrior. In one movie. Ooh, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yes, agreed. It's going to be an amazing thing. See, see, our, our pets are both excited about this movie. They're excited about our review. They loved it. They love the movie. They give it a they give it five barks out of five. You know what it is around here. We're a family <laughs> exactly. unit. We we do. We keep it. We keep everybody in the loop in this show. Yeah, That's what we do. Babies, here. The we babies loved it. We got dogs, we got, everybody. We, we got frogs, cats, snakes, all of that. We got all that. <laughs> but um, I want to thank our special guests. Hill Carm and Hero Harrison talk for coming on our show. We love it. We love you. We would love to have you on again for other things. Um, yes. You want to plug the socials or you want me to do so, it? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find Big Heck and Wade on Twitter at Big Heck Wade EDV. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Big Heck Wade Adventures. Ladies and gentlemen, I promise you we will get the Twitch stream up and running at some point in time. I am looking for all of the equipment I need to get a Smash Brothers stream going. We do have a Twitch channel, which is Big Hack Weight Adventures. We also have a merchandise store, which is at Big Heck and Wade. It is on tpublic.com. So just go to tpublic.com forward slash Big Heck Wade. You can find us there. We are also part of a lavish, amazing, and wonderful network called the Fourth World Pop Network, where we like to hashtag make it pop. Absolutely. You can catch us on any streaming platform. Ladies and gentlemen, 
And as of this episode, this episode right here, right now, right now, you're going to find us on two different streams. You're going to find us on Big Heckweight Adventure on any platform. And you're also going to find us on the fourth one pop network. Yep, that was made that was made exclusively today. That will be happening. Also, if you want to talk to us, just us by ourselves on our own social media about Justice League, because we love to talk about it. We will talk about it till we're blue in the face. You can follow me at Wade Ilson on Twitter and also at Wade Ilson on underscore on Instagram. If you want to follow Big Heck, I'll let Big Heck knock it out real quick. You guys can find me at Big Heck217 on both Twitter and on Instagram. Yes, indeed. Now, um, here, Harrison, I'm going please let us know where we can find you in all your luxurious episodes and work, because honestly, you give us history lessons when it comes to things. And I learned so much. By the way, love your Luke Cage episode. That's just me being a fanboy here. But go ahead. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah, just to close it out. Um, thank you all so much for having me on the show. First off, it's been great. I can talk to you. all You know, I, we talk backstage about this all the time, so I'm sure we will, you know, but we always talk about superhero stuff and I, and I love just giving, providing people information and also learning too, because I'm still learning as well. But mm-hmm. um, you can find me on all social media platforms uh, across the board, Twitch, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Hero Harrison Talk. So make sure to follow me on there for all the updated podcasts and latest news that's coming your way. Yes, indeed. Hill Carm, uh, you want to share your socials or shall we just move on? <laughs> social media it's just i have also two kids and a full-time job but if you are um, shout out to the babies <laughs> um i'm also um at twitter i'm at, at bella317 and the heel carm on i also have an instagram you guys can follow me on that one that one's kind of long but i will give you the feed for that one um it is um carmen <laughs> underscore airy underscore emmy underscore heck uh, that's me on Instagram and um, and I'm on, on Facebook also. Um, I do not have a Snapchat. I think I do, but I don't remember it. <laughs> and I don't do TikToks either. I'm too old to learn that. But yes, yeah, so you can follow me on those if you like. Um, you guys know I always enjoy coming on here. Maybe one day, maybe one day I will finally get the strength to do my own podcast but that will probably be which has been in the works for over a year now i can't wait oh there's there's some there's some uh big stuff coming from big heck and wade as well as uh you know other things down the road anything else that anybody want to add before i close with our big special announcement that i wanted to talk about oh yeah i have a tiktok guys believe it or not Mm -hmm. my old ass has a tiktok so do i you guys should find me at Big Hack 217 on TikTok. And you can find me on TikTok at Wade Ilson. But the big announcement is, and I'm, we're going to close it after this, guys. I know we said we're going to close it like a million times, but this is legit. We're closing it. Next week, our special episode, we will have a very special guest as we will be covering Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes one and two. And let's just say the special guest is very elite and it's also a fanboy. I'm going to let Heck figure that out. I'm just saying. Is he coming? Uh, 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 we'll talk about it off here. Shh. No details. Wait, wait. going to get on the episode with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll talk about it off here. I love his excitement in his voice. But no. ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to handle the outro this time. Yes, you are. We love you. We will see you next week with a brand, ep- brand new episode. This is Wade. That's Big Heck. Heel Carm. Hero Harrison Talk. And I'm going to end this one like we usually do with a peace, peace. A, salute, a salute, and, and we're, we're out. out. Later. Peace.